Welcome to Dragon Football Weekly, brought to you by Appalachian Gun Range. I'm Tucker Green alongside Jess Walker, your voice for Pickens football this 22 fall season. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in to the show as always. We've uh, coming back after a week off by week. Uh, last week for the Dragons, uh, the week prior, they had a, a road trip to Fannin County and the rebirth of that rivalry uh, did not fare well on the road. Uh, and uh, really kind of probably we'll, we'll have a chance to sit down with the head Dragon coach Grant Myers later on in the show and we'll ask him this uh, and get his opinion on it, but probably a pretty timely bye week for the Dragons, Jess. Yeah, that is one thing I'm looking forward to asking him. Uh, coaches and teams both have different mindsets when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, some coaches might rather have the additional week to make adjustments, preparations, and such. Others might want to get uh, get the bad taste out of their mouth and and move on to to the next opponent. So we'll we'll see his uh, opinion on that and in his take and what they've done over the bye week to make adjustments and prepare for their next opponent. But uh, we'll go back to that fanning game real quick. I know you and I were probably glad to have a week off after the night we had uh, weather-wise and such. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely the worst conditions we've had. And saw a little cloud come up, little showers, but really the uh, radar was showing things clearing out. But it turned out to be a steady rain all night long. It really never cleared up, which I'm sure had an impact on the game as well. Yeah, it, uh, it was never very heavy, but it did just kind of mist. It did the whole time, uh, almost constant. Uh, as far as uh, X's and O's of that game, if you had asked me in late July what I thought about this game, it would have I would have guessed an outcome similar to what happened. Maybe not as poor, but I would have guessed uh, heavy fanning. Now, after the first two weeks of the season, going into the game Friday, I, I no longer felt that way. Uh, Fannin had dropped their first two games, uh, as had we, but but we kind of felt a lot better about the Dragons' hopes than we may have in, in July based on Fannin's strong previous seasons. But uh, I think you and I both thought that we were favored, or at least very close uh, 50-50 going into that game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that my, my view and most people's view going in may be a touchdown separation either either way, uh, but a very competitive game, I think, is what everybody expected. And, and unfortunately, that is not what we got. No. It was it was it was far from it. And no, I think we didn't we didn't get we didn't get that. No. Uh, and I, I think probably that was the most uh, concerning or disappointing aspect is not necessarily we'll get into the scoring later on but even less reflective of the score itself you know because as you know Jess you can have a game that maybe turns out to be a two touchdown loss for a team or whatever it may be but they played a good game they were able to have a good half they were able to compete what you can call a competitive game Unfortunately, we really didn't see that at, at Fannin. It, it was a tough night for the Dragons. Yeah, so Fannin, Fannin started off with the ball. They drive down quickly. Uh, the Dragons force a fumble at the goal line, which felt really good because fumbles, we've been on the opposite end of those all season long. Uh, the first two games, fumbles really bit us. So it felt good to have one uh, force one ourselves and turn out in our favor. But uh, that was really the last positive note for a long time. Uh, Fannin offense drove on us all night, whether it be uh, – dink and dunk passing game or uh, the run game 
eventually we're down 35-0 at the half. And, and when you're down 35-0 at the half, that, that second half is basically a wash. Uh, both teams are going to be trying stuff out, maybe emptying uh, the benches, getting the younger guys some playing time. One younger guy that did um, make an impact or at least put his footprint on the game, a, bit, a big night for him, McCord Purdy, he had the long uh, 59-yard touchdown late in the third quarter, a, a bit of a bright spot. I know, I know personally for him uh, it's a team game. He couldn't have felt good about the way his team performed, but for a young guy like that to make a big play, uh, he will remember that. As I did not fact check this, but as far as I'm, as far as I know, that would have been his first varsity touchdown. So he he will remember that throughout his career. A good of a bright spot uh, for him, but uh, not too many for the Dragons. We end up 38-12 final of the second half. Like we said, we mentioned 35-0 at the half. Very few points scored. Both teams were basically just trying to get out of there with the weather and such a continuous clock in the fourth quarter shortened it i will throw a shout out to fannin uh they had a lot of stats in the stat sheet uh but corbin davenport uh, we highlighted him before the game he had a huge game he caught six passes 186 yards three touchdowns added some stats on the ground as well so big night from him tough night for the dragons uh but we've got the bye week to prepare and move on for christian heritage this upcoming week yeah, it, it was, um, as we kind of highlighted, it, it, it was a tough game for the Dragons, unpredicted, and, and I think still has us scratching our heads about what happened, maybe where is this team, what is the future of this team, how, how are they going to look uh, week after week, because that kind of blew up all of the analysis we had had up to that point, <laughs> to a degree. So it it's going to be interesting to see how they respond, I think, we're going to have a chance, as I said, to talk to to Coach Myers in a little bit. I mean, certainly it's 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 early, uh, no doubt. I mean, it's they're they're zero and three, um, not the start they were looking for. But um, I, I can't help but think, um, not only with the start, but after how that game carried out. Like I said, not just the loss, but how how really kind of it was a poor performance on the road at Fannin. I can't help but feel in the back of his head, probably even maybe not necessarily outside pressure, maybe even pressure on himself. I can't help but think Coach Myers is going to be feeling a little pressure that this team needs to to start turning things around. And and it's not just looking for a win, looking for a more competitive game uh, Friday. Yeah, I think he will have a lot internally as well. I I can't imagine that he expected that outcome. Um, So I think he will have – uh, expects better of himself and his team as well. Underwhelming is the, is the word I would use to describe yep. Friday. Did yep. not meet expectation. Yep, I agree. I agree. And unfortunately, as we kind of begin to look towards the remainder of the schedule, it doesn't necessarily look like things are going to get much easier for the Dragons. There's been some teams, they're going to, as they get closer to region play, some teams that really I think we and others expected to be down appear to be opening their season up pretty strong. Two two that we expected to be weak links, I guess is the best way to put it, have opened their season up with strong records. I'm going to throw a little caveat in the end of this to maybe give you a little bit of perspective, but Lumpkin County Indians and the Gilmer County Bobcats, both uh, projection-wise and expectation-wise, expected to be weaker links of our region. Lumpkin, uh, we're going to cover the last two weeks here. Remember, we've been on by. So Lumpkin moves from... For, to 4-0 and last time they won their first two games. They do so with victories over Franklin County, a 3A school, and Temple, a single-A school. Uh, they have a common opponent with our um, 
matchup on Friday, Christian Heritage, so we'll talk about that a little bit. There's two victories for them, 4-0. I don't think they've managed a four-win season in a few years, so a good turnaround from them nonetheless. Gilmer did pick up their first loss in this two-week absence, but picked up a win as well. They are now 3-1 uh, and one with a win over Murray, a double-A school, and a loss to a 3A school, Ringgold. So not as uh, important filling out the region. White beat Chess T on uh, the second. That was back when we played Fan and they had a bye week as well. So they sit at two and one. Dawson did have two games in that time period. They beat for Cy Central and lost to Stevens. They sit at three and two. Both are two losses against uh, Juggernauts, uh, Lambert Longhorns, and Stevens County. Both tough schools. So I would not take much into account of those two losses. Uh, West Hall lost East Jackson. They also last played on nine two. Had a bye week. Now, this record is kind of surprising because they, uh, the school I'm about to mention, Wesleyan, was expected to be the top school. They were momentarily ranked in the top ten for the class. They are at one in, sitting at one and three now with two losses to North Cobb Christian and Whitefield Academy. Uh, this is the caveat I wanted to throw in for you guys. Both of those schools I just named, uh, North Cobb Christian and Whitefield Academy, were 4-0. Wesleyan's opponents have a combined record of 10 and 4, where Gilmer and Lumpkin's opponents have a combined record of 8 and 18. So I'm not trying to um, not those two schools. Those are two schools that have had a tough time getting wins, period, in the recent years. So it is uh, huge for them to even pick up these wins. But should keep in mind, I don't expect uh, Gilmer and Lumpkin to be beating Wesley. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I, we haven't seen any of the schools, but keep keep that in mind just because you see Wesleyan at one and three and those schools uh, undefeated or at three and one that they Wesleyan has put it upon themselves to play tough competition in the non-region, uh, not quite the level that Lumpkin and Gilmer have been facing. That's great perspective there for us to keep in mind and the fans out there to keep in mind as we go through the rest of this season week by week. As we note, um, coming home, hope uh, homecoming this Friday for the Dragons. Actually, it's going to be against Christian Heritage in their final non-region contest. Will then open up region play. Um, so we're getting very, very uh, close. We've talked a lot about region opponents in this new region in the 22 season. We're getting very close to actually seeing those contests play out. And what is really the 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 key important parts of the season for the Dragons. Um, of course, we'll have coverage of that this Friday, beginning with the Northside Hospital pregame show at 7 and kickoff at 7.30. But right now on Dragon Football Weekly, we're going to take a check-in with our sponsors who make this show possible. When we return on the uh, Dragon Football Weekly show presented by Appalachian Gun Range, we're going to sit down with Dragon Head Football Coach Grant Myers on the state of the program. Stay with us. Appalachian Gun Range in Jasper is proud to be in Pickens County. They have a modern and spacious facility that's known for being one of the best ranges in Georgia. Some say it's the best they've ever visited. Appalachian Gun Range offers three levels of yearly memberships, plus daily rates with discounts for military, first responders, folks over 60, and children under 15. They offer safety and instruction classes too. Appalachian Gun Range, just off the 515 at Highway 108 in Jasper. Feed all the hungry people in your family at Culver's of Jasper. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Jasper is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Jasper, just in front of Walmart. 
Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating streak in the state for 14 consecutive A ratings and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. Welcome back to Dragon Football Weekly, brought to you by Appalachian Gun Range and Tri-State Communications Sports Network. I'm Tucker Green alongside Jess Walker, and we're glad to be joined again this week by head Dragon Football coach Grant Myers. Coach, appreciate you coming on the show this week. Absolutely, guys. Thank you all for having me. Coach, um, want to, uh, uh, of course, in our uh, before you came on, we were talking about the bye week the team had this past week, as well as the trip to Fannin. Of, of course, I think probably goes without saying, not the start of the season uh, you'd like to see. 0 and 3 start right now, um, and uh, uh, you know, really not a, not a great performance uh, on the road in Blue Ridge a couple weeks ago to renew that rivalry. Walk us through kind of what your thoughts are so far of the season and, and maybe um, some of the issues that, that you felt like, particularly in at Fannin, that y'all had and, and maybe you and the staff have been able to kind of kind of diagnose and things you want to maybe improve on. Well, I think the biggest thing, uh, you know, coming off of the Fannin game and having a bye week this past week uh, was sitting back, taking a step away trying to take some time to reflect, assess, and evaluate, you know, not just what we're doing offense, defense, special teams, but total program. What are some things that need to be improved on? What are some things that we feel like we're not up to snuff with? Uh, What are things that, as coaches, we're not getting the job done with? As players, what are we not executing with? Is there some sort of a communication factor that's not being met on our end as coaches? you know, in terms of getting these kids to play at the level that they are capable of. Um, So really just taking a step back, looking at things, assessing it, and then figuring out a way to improve upon some of these issues. Uh, Obviously, you know, we can't fix everything, but we can definitely get better at all the issues that we saw show up uh, through our first three non-region games. Yeah, Coach, I, I agree with you there. I'm glad you brought some of that up because I, I felt like Friday um, it was almost just like a, a, a lack of energy, um, and that showed up kind of on the field and X's and O's wise. But all that uh, that you just addressed, I felt like that was kind of what I saw walking away from that game as well. Now, going, going back to the X's and O's, um, I, of course, I know this is no excuse, nor could he have had uh, – an impact to change the outcome of this game, but we were missing Marcus Pike last Friday or two Fridays ago at Fannin. What kind of impact does uh, his pass catching ability not having that, what kind of impact does that have on the offense? Um, It was certainly not something we planned for. Uh, Marcus uh, was a very big uh, component and factor into our initial game plan. And, um, you know, his grandfather passed away Thursday and, uh, you know, he let me know Friday morning that he uh, was going to be spending some time with his family there and that they were going to be uh, dealing with some grief together. And, you know, I just said, all right, bud, well, you know, we love you. We, 
we care about you and we're going to miss you out there. Um, but that would be certainly less than ideal, you know, finding out late in the week after we'd already formulated a game plan there. Um, but he, uh, he would have, you know, provided, uh, some, some, uh, matchups and some scenarios that would have been difficult for fan. And it also forced us to have to play more kids both ways that we, uh, that we, had not had to plan on playing Gabe Neal as much on offense uh, and having played Jack Flat as much on offense. Now, it also gave a young kid like McCord Purdy an opportunity to step up and showcase what he can do. But at the end of the day, Marcus also getting out there on defense. Um, so some of our defensive issues, we still need to be corrected. You know, I, I, I could have made a thousand excuses and reasons why we weren't successful the way that we felt like we should have been these first three games, but I'm not going to. Ultimately, we have to do better. Uh, we've got to be better. We've got to execute better. We've got to coach better. We've got to play better. Yeah, I'm certainly not uh, trying to point out that, that his absence was a was a reason for the outcome, but I, I did feel like personally uh, you, you could tell he was missed. Just his uh, steady pass-catching ability, uh, his ability to run after the catch, all those things, uh, you, could, you could feel it kind of just his reliability i guess at, at most is what i what i noticed yeah i uh, i agree with you there um he's he certainly would have played a factor into the game um you know but at the same time we have to be able to overcome adversity uh, right and, and that's something that we've really tried to emphasize on this past week absolutely we, we talk about the bye week potentially coming timely at this point in the season where y'all y'all have kind of struggled and, and after a tough night uh, at Fannin two weeks ago. Is that the way you see it? Is that kind of your preference? Do you, would you do you like having this week to kind of, re, you know, this past week to uh, regroup and kind of figure out where, where you go from here? Or do you kind of, would you rather get right back out there and see what you could do and, and have the opportunity to compete again? Well, I'll be honest. Um, I don't know which way I'd prefer. I'd prefer having no losses. So, <laughs> you right. know, um, that's that's kind of my preference. Uh, but just as far as our approach was, you know, Friday night we got back to the field house and I told the kids, um, I said, guys, take the weekend, get away from football, watch Georgia, watch Alabama, whoever you're a fan of, do that, spend some time with your friends, family we'll get this fixed as coaches you know ultimately it's my fault as the head coach that we were unprepared this past friday or uh, the friday before when we went up to blue ridge and uh you know i take responsibility now that being said when we come back to work there's going to be a lot of things that we focus on fixing and that's why we spent last week you know we we didn't spend very much time on christian heritage in terms of practice time now we spent game planning and, and scouting time as coaches on them but we focused on pickings at practice. We focused on improving some of our deficiencies and trying to find ways to put our kids in positions to make plays. Um, and I think we did a really good job of that in terms of identifying some of our issues and then trying to find solutions to some of those issues as well. So really taking last week and focusing solely on uh, pickings and then meeting as a staff uh, you know, on Friday and really diving into Christian heritage. So we had a full week of practice before we even truly worried about any Christian heritage film. Yeah, that's good insight into kind of what 
uh, behind the scenes you were doing in preparation and how you approached uh, that bye week and you hinted towards the next segment of our show uh, and our interview with you. We're going to uh, pivot after this break into uh, the next game in front of your team, uh, the, the um, homecoming game this Friday against Christian Heritage. So uh, if listeners and fans will stay with us, we're going to check in with our sponsors. We'll be right back on Dragon Football Weekly presented by Appalachian Gun Range. Pueblo Cantina is Jasper's best Mexican restaurant. Local folks know they use only fresh ingredients and serve a wide variety of freshly made dishes. Restaurants come and go, but Pueblo Cantina has been open since 1997. Lunch or dinner seven days a week. Come to Jasper's Best Mexican Restaurant, Pueblo Cantina, 25 Luke Carver Drive at 53 and 515 Jasper. Go Dragons! Dr. Matthew Camp at Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology welcomes Dr. Charles Newcomer to his Jasper office. Dr. Newcomer is a trained optometrist who can do regular eye exams and handle most common eye problems. Of course, Dr. Camp is still available for more complex eye problems. Dr. Matthew Camp and now Dr. Charles Newcomer welcomes you to Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology behind the racetrack on Interstate South Drive just off 515 in Jasper. Call 678-454-7329. Others may say they're local, but there's only one locally owned and operated bank in this area. That's Community Bank of Pickens County. They still offer the same in-person service they've been offering for more than 20 years. But for those that prefer, they're up to date with online banking products that you can use from your computer or phone. They offer personal customer service like we all remember, while also offering modern banking technology. Community Bank of Pickens County says, Go Dragons! Member FDIC. Welcome back to Dragon Football Weekly, presented by Appalachian Gun Range. You're listening to Pickens Football, Tucker Green alongside Jess Walker, and we're joined by head coach Grant Myers. Uh, Coach, we were just talking about the uh, Dragons coming off a bye week, where you're at this point in the season, but I I think probably philosophy for any head coach is right now, and probably what the message to your team is, we got to look at the next game ahead of us. For y'all, that being... Uh, your last non-region contest against Christian Heritage at home this Friday. Um, what uh, what do you know about Christian Heritage? What kind of you expect uh, to see on Friday night, and and maybe things uh, us and the fans should watch for? Uh, they're a well-coached football team. Uh, their their roster is not really big. They they've got about 40, 45 kids on their roster, but they've got some really good football players there. Um, you can tell that their coaching staff does a good job because they're multiple in what they do offensively, uh, defensively. They're not as multiple, but what they are is sound in what they do as far as running a four-man front and um, you know trying to make sure that they've got a six-man box on a consistent basis and try and play with too high safety. Um, you know, I, I think uh, they've got a couple of pretty good skill kids that do a lot for them both offensively and defensively uh that's number one and number 34 both those kids are um you know very talented ball players and we're gonna have to when we're out there on defense we're gonna have to alert where they are in terms of alignment and um offensively we're gonna have to do a good job blocking them because they can run and tackle um they're uh they're sound in, in fundamentals and uh in schematics as well so you mentioned a lot there about well-coached football team, scheme, that sort of thing. We uh, Head coach is Jay Pogue. We actually faced mm-hmm. his brother at North Murray, Preston Pogue, a couple uh, weeks into the season. 
Jay was actually Preston's offensive coordinator where when Preston was at Christian Heritage. So what um, can you expect similarities there? How, uh, how much is that going to help as far as preparation and, and that sort of thing for the Dragons? I think there's going to be some similarities in scheme there uh, as far as what their offensive philosophies are. Uh, they, It's not going to look the exact same, though, because Christian Heritage has a sophomore starting quarterback who's a, you know, going to be a really good high school football player, very talented kid, um, you know, whereas North Murray had a three-year starter back there who, you know, and Seth Griffin, who also a really explosive playmaker. So uh, I think you may see a, a watered-down version of the offense that you saw against North Murray just due to the fact that um, – Christian Heritage does not have the number of athletes that North Murray had, but also is starting a sophomore quarterback as opposed to a senior quarterback that's a multi-year starter. Yeah, that's kind of what I what I had found when I looked. It's almost like a, a light version, like you said, a, a watered-down version of, of North Murray. They didn't quite appear to have the talent and uh, athletes offensively, but I, I am excited to see the parallels between the two. Coach, I want to I want to touch on a couple. I guess kind of two part question here. Uh, how are you seeing morale of the team? I mean, still very early in the season, but uh, are you having you know to try and make sure that they keep their morale up? Even though I'm sure, like we said, that maybe not exactly what you and the team expected to be at at this point in the season. Uh, you know, it's it's funny you ask that question. I we've not had poor morale by any stand, stretch of the imagination, but. We all have a bad taste in our mouth right now. Like we want to get out there and win. We invest a lot of time, effort, and energy into this sport. And so we want to be rewarded by having more points than the other team on the scoreboard on Friday night. So I I think what we have seen this week and last week is we have really gone out and practiced with purpose. We have purposefully and intentionally tried to improve and it's shown, you know, just in terms of how I, I feel like we have improved over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, with some of the ways that we've structured our practice plans and altered, you know, some of our substitutions. Um, and uh, we're expecting that stuff to pay dividends on Friday night. Speaking of Friday night, how, how important do you think it is in the non-region contest with the win on Friday at home? I think it's extremely important. I think, uh, you know, we – it's important because we need to get a win period but we also need to roll into the region slate on a positive note uh because we'll be playing you know uh lumpkin the only undefeated team uh in non-region play in our region with a first game in region play so we need to have some momentum going into that um and that's something that you know as coaches we're aware of but to our kids, what we've just preached is we've got to get better today. We got to be, you know, better today than we were yesterday. We got to focus on doing what it takes to get better. The way we practice, the way that we go about our business. Coach, as always, appreciate your insight into the team, and we wish you best luck on Friday. We'll continue to have coverage uh, on Friday night and all season long, and of course, fans can always tune in to uh, our Dragon Foot Football Weekly podcast wherever they listen to podcasts and. And you're a frequent guest of ours on that show, and we, we appreciate that. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate y'all having me. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm just excited about being in front of the home crowd this Friday, being back at Dragon Stadium and uh, going out and 
having our guys get after it and come away with a win. Absolutely. Friday night, homecoming for the Dragons. The Northside Hospital pregame show beginning at 7, kickoff at 7.30. We will have coverage on 93.7, 98.1 FM and streaming online with Tri-State Communications Sports Network. Stay with us on Dragon Football Weekly. We check into our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Outlook for Friday's game against Christian Harris. Appalachian Gun Range in Jasper is proud to be in Pickens County. They have a modern and spacious facility that's known for being one of the best ranges in Georgia. Some say it's the best they've ever visited. Appalachian Gun Range offers three levels of yearly memberships, plus daily rates with discounts for military, first responders, folks over 60, and children under 15. They offer safety and instruction classes too. Appalachian Gun Range, just off the 515 at Highway 108 in Side Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Feed all the hungry people in your family at Culver's of Jasper. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Jasper is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Jasper, just in front of Walmart. Welcome back to Dragon Football Weekly on Tri-State Communications Sports Network. I want to always thank our weekly sponsor, Appalachian Gun Range, located just off of Highway 515 and 108 in Jasper. Appreciate their support and all the support of our sponsors. I'm Tucker Green alongside Jess Walker. Uh, as always, it was good, Jess, to get Coach Myers inside into where he feels the team's at. I know there's probably a lot of chatter out there. Uh, after that game at Fannin, 0-3 starts and fans getting a little antsy probably. and it was So it's always good to see exactly what where his thoughts were on the season, how they treated that bye week, and as they look forward to Friday's game. Um, of course, going to be their last non-region contest against Christian Heritage, which is a, a private school, um, Region 7 AA, I believe. Does so it's seven A Division two. Seven A Division two. That's kind of so confusing. Single A. Yes. Um, so over the off season, we've talked about it a few times, but just to briefly catch you up, uh, private schools have always had a slight multiplier to the enrollment for classification. In the off season, they ramped up that multiplier. So like Wesleyan, who's now a three A school in our region, last year they were a single A school. Um, so what that tells you about Christian Heritage is that they remained single A, even though they're a private school and have that multiplier. And Coach Myers talked about how uh, short their roster was. Uh, they are a very, very small school as far as enrollment. To, to be a private school and remain single A, uh, you got, enrollment has to be very, very low. He mentioned only about 40, 50 players on the roster. So that's kind of what's going on there. And, and I think um, that is an, an opportunity. We'll talk about this at the end that, that the Dragons will need to take advantage of. Uh, Christian Heritage on this season, they're they're one and two. They lost to North Cobb Christian. Speaking of that realignment, those are uh, two former uh, Region 7A private 
members when the private schools had their own region. They they lost North Cobb Christian, uh, who is apparently very tough. North Cobb Christian also beat Wesley in his 4-0 on the air, so I wouldn't look a lot into that loss. They had a 21-6 win over Temple. Uh, we have a common opponent with them in Lumpkin County, who also beat them. And then they lost uh, to Darlington for their third game of the season. That's another private school just outside of Rome. So not too strong so far. Uh, on the season, I, I wouldn't rate it uh, poorly, but not not an overly impressive performance by them. Now, what has been much more impressive is is their last four seasons have been very strong, uh, especially 2019 and 2020 had nine wins in each of those seasons, as well as playoff victories, and those all came under their coach Jay Pogue, who. Uh, in the interview we talked about with Coach Myers, he is the brother of Preston Pogue, who we saw in Chatsworth earlier this season. He took over in 2016. He was the, his offensive coordinator prior to that. So so this program has been under a Pogue since 2012, which is actually uh, the formation of – I don't know about formation of the school. It was at least when they started participating in GHSA athletics so they they know nothing other than uh, the Pogue brothers when it comes to their head coach. As far as uh, standout players, they just graduated a player, Solomon Locke, who if, if we had been facing him, it would have been a much different outlook. He went on to play for the uh, University of Chattanooga Mocks. Uh, he was a stud, both sides of the ball, running back and linebacker. This year, they have a guy trying to fill his shoes, a senior, another guy that plays both ways, running back and linebacker backer Eli Thomason. Uh, he's had about 340 rush yards, 200 receiving yards, a handful of touchdowns in each, and he is the team leader in tackles. So he is going to be your main guy to watch. Uh, Coach Myers mentioned the sophomore starting QB. Uh, he could be kind of on a learning curve there, so they'll be playing a lot through Thomason. Look for him to have a similar scheme and wide open offense like we saw at North Murray. Just maybe don't look for it to be executed quite as well as, as the Mountaineers did. Good insight there on Christian Heritage and, and kind of neat connection there between those Pogue brothers coaches. When, uh, Biden, when, yeah, when I saw it, I was I was wondering, hmm, that's uh, kind of an unusual last name uh, to see twice and started making the connections, did a little bit of research and found that they were, in fact, uh, brothers. By any chance they connected any of the Pogues from around Outer Banks, North Carolina, anything like that? I think that's P-O-G-U-E. Different different spelling there. Different spelling. Different spelling. Just wanted to clarify that. Um, So, Coach, tell us, Jess, what do you expect to see on Friday? I mean, it's, again, kind of tough to tell. I mean, we talked about – our analysis going into the game at Fannin being off. I don't think it's what anybody could have expected. So you got the Dragons at 0-3 right now. You got Christian Heritage at 1-2. Different classifications, different regions. Still hard to try and figure out who exactly is losing to quality opponents, who's beating quality or non-quality opponents. So it's kind of hard to get a get a complete reading so far. But, but what are your thoughts going into Friday night on, on what – kind of competition we're going to see so as far as a report card on the first three games um week one against norville i would say a a slight underwhelm Uh, north murray even though it was a loss i would say uh, exceeded expectations we we had the game pinned as a shootout didn't know how right we were about that but we we didn't expect it to be as close so i would actually say uh 
report card for week two would be kind of like a B um, if you would have come out a win even in, even an A. But they did impress me in week two. And then week three, not a strong showing, um, expected to do well, did not. So given all that, I would I uh, kind of hesitate to say this, but I see it a lot like last week. Um, we've got a lot smaller school. We are facing a similar uh, style as North Murray, which we did well against. And, and this school is, the expectation is for them to be less talented than North Murray. So I see it again, like I saw it last week. I would expect us to be the favorite in this matchup. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm treading lightly with those words after, after the outcome last week. I think it is uh, so important to get a win. I, you know, hypothetically a team uh, could go 0-4 and in the non-region and, and win a state championship in theory. I'm not saying that's what I expect uh, of this team or anything like that, but to certainly Wesleyan has had a week, uh, non or not a week, they've had uh, not performed well in their non-region schedule, and they're expected to be the, one of the tougher teams in the region. So hypothetically, you know, these, these games don't mean anything as far as postseason goes, but I do think um, for attitude, morale, uh, expectations of fans, uh, other members of the school, other members of the community would be to win this game and at least come out of here with, with something to show for it before we get into the recent schedule. So you think, and I, you know, again, I, you talked about, and, and Coach Myers talked about a, lot, a little in his interview, kind of being a watered-down team compared to North Murray talent-wise. They're just, I, I believe they're younger and don't have as much depth uh, smaller school, smaller team we've talked about. Do you expect another shootout or not comparable to that at all? Um, if I, if it is, I think it would be on our end. Um, they have not put up huge scoring totals against their first three opponents. Uh, they had a tough time against both North Cobb, North Cobb Christian and Darlington. The game they won was 21-6 to over Temple. So I do think if there is a lot of points, it might come from the Dragons. They'll be happy to welcome uh, Marcus Pike back, a big factor there, and uh, you know it would be great if we could put up a, a total in the 40s or even the 50s again, like we did against that North Murray school. I'm not quite sure that that'll happen this time, but uh, I think if if there's going to be a high scoring team, it will be the Dragons. If it is a close game, I would expect it to see uh, a more lower scoring affair. All right. Well, we'll see, and we'll, of course, have coverage of that on Friday night. Homecoming for the Dragons against Christian Heritage, the Northside Hospital pregame show beginning at 7 p.m., kickoff at 7.30. You can listen to us on 93.7 and 98.1 FM, as well as wherever you stream online. Of course, want you to remember to tune in weekly to our Dragon Football Weekly show presented by Appalachian Gun Range. You can do it by simply searching Dragon Football Weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. want to thank all of our sponsors um, and just wish you all well on Friday night. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be there for the game. I'm going to I'm going to be on the road myself for uh, work matters, but uh, we got a good fill-in. Caleb Frady is going to be uh, taking the play-by-play with you, Jess, on Friday night, and I know y'all will be in good hands for coverage uh, of that game. You will be missed. Um, I'm looking forward to working with Caleb. I briefly got to work with him before. This is kind of uh, what he does. It's a, you know, it's a side gig for us. I, I guess it is technically a side gig for him too, but he is a little more involved in the 
uh, broadcast journalism world than you and I are just getting our feet wet. Uh, the last couple of years, he's had a lot of training with it. Uh, like I said, we'll wish you the best. Look forward to having you back, but I am uh, at the same time looking forward to working with Caleb. It, it will be good, and, and I have no doubt y'all will be in good hands. So, again, be sure to tune in Friday night, beginning with the Northside Hospital pregame show at 7. Again, kickoff 7.30 on 93.7, FM, and streaming online, WLJARadio.com. Click to listen to WPGY. Well, this program, football Pickens Football 2022 season, brought to you by Tri-State Communications Sports Network. With the help of all our sponsors, we want to thank all of them and thank Appalachian Gun Range for this weekly broadcast a Dragon Football Weekly. You're listening to Tucker Green and Jess Walker. We appreciate you and have a great week.